welcome back to Relationships at Work, the leadership guide to creating a workplace we love. I'm your host, creator, producer of this show. My name is Russell Lolliker. I'm a communications nerd. I'm a leadership nerd, have a couple of decades of experience in both those areas. I also have cultivated a pretty nice big heap of curiosity on how we can lead and work together to improve the workplace experience, to improve the employee experience. And this show is a great place and a great resource to help us with all that. Every week on the show, I talk with a local or global leader on topics that can help us improve the workplace, whether that's empathy, communication, activism, mental health, uh, imposter syndrome, culture renovation, leadership rethinking. It's all here in the show. If you haven't had a chance, I'd recommend going back and looking at some of the the archives, the library that is Relationships at Work. Uh, These are always helpful. And even if you've heard some episodes, it's really worth going back and listening again because there's always some nuggets in there that you find again in in a rewatch or re-listen. And now as an added bonus, I'm going to be dropping mini episodes under 10 minutes. These are additional episodes pulled from the pages of our weekly raw notes, which you can subscribe to still. Just go to russellolliker.com or relationshipsatwork.ca. But for right now, this is a minisode, a quick, valuable bit of information on top of the regular show that comes out every Tuesday. So the raw note that I'm passing on to you this week, no love for the passion tax. Loving what we do, feeling a strong sense of dedication and commitment to the work is a beautiful and magical thing. We're good at it. We get a strong sense of satisfaction from it. That's the goal. That's the, that's the want and need, right? Right? It's when organizations take advantage of that passion that we run into issues. Now, what can that look like? Well, managers asking employees to do extra work that is unpaid, not part of the job, part of the role, demeaning and or impacting their personal time at all. That's referred to as paying the passion tax or There's another term I've heard of called enthusiasm exploitation. It's defined as the expectation for people who do work they are passionate about to accept fewer benefits, poorer compensation, and inferior working conditions, all because they love what they do. Have you ever heard the term, the reward for good work is more work? That's a passion tax. There's some interesting research that's come out of Duke University's uh, Fuqua School of Business in the last couple of years. How's this for a research title for this? Understanding contemporary forms of exploitation, attributions of passion serve to legitimize the poor treatment of workers. That is the full title of this research. Ouch. What the researchers found was that people they interviewed considered it more legitimate. This is the people running the organization, they found it more legitimate to make passionate employees leave their family and friends to work on a weekend, work unpaid, and handle unrelated tasks that were not in the job description. They found it was legitimate because those people, those employees, were passionate. It was okay because people were passionate. Sorry, I needed to repeat that. Passion is their justification. Uh, Professor Aaron Kay, the senior author of this research, concluded, we should not let the current cultural emphasis on finding passion in our work be co-opted 
by the human tendency to legitimize or ignore exploitation. Because you know what? That exploitation has an impact. It's called a passion tax. The tax is something you have to pay for being exploited, for being taken advantage of for that passion. And that tax shows up as added stress, burnout, anxiety. The mental health takes a hit because the employees feel they have to. Their boss said so. What'll happen if they don't? Now, keep in mind, I said boss, not leader. And that impact that we're talking about in the workplace, it also spills out into their home life, being away from their kids, their family, their friends, the things that could recharge them. And we're bringing that stress, burnout, anxiety home with us. It takes a toll on individuals' overall well-being and quality of life. It is important we are aware of the potential for a passion tax in our work. Some managers and advisors do it without actually realizing it's an issue because they see the rock stars and they want to work with the rock stars, right? Because they're doing great work. They love the work. So again, more work. So employees and employers need to take steps to address it if necessary. First, let's, let's look at it from the organization, the employer side of it. If we want to avoid exploiting employees for their passion, here's a couple things we can do. Set clear boundaries. We could encourage employees to set clear boundaries between work and personal life. We can say it's okay to do that. We can ensure that their passion and dedication are not taken advantage of by establishing reasonable expectations for working hours and workload. Good communication helps with that. Encourage regular breaks and time for self-care. Sometimes when somebody's passionate about the work, they're in it, they're in the zone, and they're not even thinking about breaks, time for self-care. So as their leader, it really helps for us to do that for them. Something else, promote work-life balance. Encourage employees to take their allotted vacation times, their time off, and then model this behavior at leadership levels to create a culture where downtime is respected and encouraged. Monitor workloads. Consider workload monitoring mechanisms to ensure there are no individuals consistently overloaded with tasks. Because as leaders, we get busy too. And we're just delegating, delegating, delegating. And sometimes we're not thinking about who we're delegating to or if we're leaning to one person more than another. So regularly assess team member workloads and distribute tasks if necessary to prevent burnout and stress. Another one is encourage open communication. If it wasn't obvious, communication bleeds into all these. Create an environment where employees feel comfortable discussing their workload concerns openly. Encourage them to voice any concerns about feeling overburdened or exploited and take their feedback seriously to make necessary adjustments. Now, that was from the employer standpoint. Now, let's look at the employee one, how they can defend themselves against having to pay that passion tax. One, communicate limits. Clearly communicate your limits and availability to colleagues and supervisors. Let them know when you're available to take on additional tasks and when you need time to focus on the work you already have or personal activities. Learn to say no. Oh, this is a tough one for a lot of them. I know for me it is. Politely decline tasks or projects that would overload your schedule or prevent you from maintaining a healthy work-life balance. And if you're not allowed to say no at work, maybe look at the culture and the psychological safety 
in the environment that you're working in. Because saying no when necessary is essential for preserving your well-being and helps keep you productive and not burnt out. Delegate and collaborate. Don't hesitate to delegate tasks to others or collaborate with your colleagues. Sharing responsibilities can actually prevent us from taking on too much and allow us to benefit from a more team effort. Uh, regular breaks and vacation time. I mentioned this before as an employer, but as an employee, schedule regular breaks. Take them throughout the day to recharge. Taking short breaks can actually enhance your productivity and prevent burnout. Funny story, when I worked in restaurants, uh, this is back when people smoked a lot more, and I was a bartender, and all the other bartenders I worked with took smoke breaks. But because I was a non-smoker, I didn't. So I got no breaks because I had to cover. So pretty soon I decided I was going to take smoke breaks. Even though I don't smoke, wasn't planning on it, but I needed breaks. I needed to look out for myself because I was self-imposing a passion tax on myself. Don't do that either. Reflect and reassess as you go along. Regularly reflect on your workload and commitments. If you start noticing you're consistently paying a passion tax, take a step back. Reassess your priorities and balance between that work life and that personal life. Adam Grant, who I adore. If you haven't heard of Adam Grant or haven't checked out any of his books or podcasts, please do that after you listen. finish listening to my voice. Uh, he's got some great content that I love, 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 love. He has a quote that really hammers it home here. Managers, it's time to stop taking advantage of enthusiasm. End the passion tax. Sums it up well. Leadership is about treating people like people, not a means to an end. And just because some people have a little bit more juice in the engine because they're passionate about what they do and how they do it and the value in what they do, doesn't give us the right to squeeze all that juice out of them for every drop we can take and then take some more and take some more. End the passion tax. And that will do it for a Raw Note episode of Relationships to Work, the leadership guide to creating a workplace we love. I'm your host, Russell Lolliker. As I mentioned, this is a Raw Note episode, which means it is inspired by the Raw Note newsletter, which you can subscribe to. Uh, just go up to relationshipsatwork.ca. At the top, you'll see some free employee interviews. Uh, what that is is a free tool for interviewing employees at the onboarding stage, at the stay interview stage, and exit interview stage. And if you get that free tool, you have signed up yourself to Raw Notes, and you'll see a new newsletter every Thursday uh, with a little insight, little resources. Um, anyway, yeah, highly encourage you to do that, and thank you very much for your time. Always a pleasure hanging out with you. Take care. Take care.